For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hello, I'm Brian Talbot. I've been writing and drawing comics and graphic novels for about 40 years now, and uh, welcome to The Geek Show. Hi everyone and welcome to The Geek Show. Today we are going to be talking about vehicles, fictional vehicles, fictional cars, planes, trains, automobiles and various things like that. Sometimes even trains, but uh, not Thomas. Yeah. I'm, I'm Rob, just before we get into that. Well, hey, hey, I'm Rob. You can be Rob as well. Oh, okay, thanks, Grandad. <laughs> yeah. And well, we've I'm glad we've resolved that and we'll never have a situation like that again in this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, I'm Andrew. And this is other Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Clean. So easy. (laughs) But the big thing here is our 90-minute shows where we had the news, we had, like, a discussion, we had reviews. That is no more. That's vanished into the ether. Yes, this is the new and improved geek show. Yes, and which is shorter. The reviews are going to YouTube where they'll just look at people and ignore all the comments and pretend everything's okay. <laughs> and the new show is going to splinter off into its own fraction group. And Fraction you know, group? And Yeah, it's a fraction group. It, it, it likes its four-eighths and its seven-six. You know, <laughs> it goes all over the place. And it's going to make a fraction grow, right? Yeah. And it's going to stage a coup at some point. Okay. So that makes some sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. at all. It's basically a short version of the Geek Show is now going to be sort of a lot of Defender Choices, more um, Press X, more um, Adventure Specials. We do want to get back to those yes. Adventure Specials. Oh, yeah, yeah, we need to do another one of those. And, uh, yeah, and the reviewers are going to YouTube, Tech Show, Weird News is becoming its own thing. Yes. Is that better? It was fine the first time. I just wasn't <laughs> un- understanding the coup part. Yeah, never did I. That was just kind of <laughs> random nonsense. <laughs> that's what that's what confused me. But yes, that's anyway. But uh, we are the Geek Show, as been mentioned. Geek Show at Code UK. Follow us on Facebook. Find us there. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Google Plus. Find us on Steam. Find us on everything. 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 We're even in your dream. Ah. <laughs> but yes, we'll get on with the show. Round one of uh, Defend Your Choice, and as I said today, we are talking about fictional vehicles we're leaving spaceships to one side spaceships and mechs and stuff like that we're leaving well, just off to one it, side it needs a little bit more explanation because fictional vehicles a lot of move vehicles in films are actually real vehicles it's it's just yeah. been slightly modified slightly reappropriated to become like its own individual thing yeah i mean i'm not talking like the a-team van or something like That's that just a van with a stripe on it <laughs> exactly i'm talking more i think a work bench in the back of it which is just stupid because if you're driving and you're on that workbench you're not gonna be able to cut anything you're gonna lose fingers yeah well that's no, fine because it's the a-team so like 
as soon as they turn a corner, all the things just kind of stick themselves together into a functioning <laughs> equipment yeah, well, that, that will save true. the day. Maybe yes. that's how they came with that formula. <laughs> I still don't know how Bia Baracus never actually built a mech mm-hmm. out it, of the spare parts he found in the barn. They just go really lazy and go the Flintstones there. He was very self-righteous Didn't as well, yeah. wasn't he, Bia Baracus? He's always pitying the fool. He's very pious, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> But yeah, I'm not talking about the, the A-team van. I'm talking about stuff more like... Uh, kit from Knight Rider, where it's clearly supposed to be a completely different thing. Yeah, I think it was a Lamborghini or something, but with a, a voice in it. No, it was a Corvette. Oh, was it? Yeah. An 80s Corvette with a voice in it. The Lamborghini from the 80s with the voice in it was actually from Automan. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Anyhow, we'll yeah, start with... How dare you get the two like, 80s talking car shows mixed up? No, so, uh, <sighs> it, it wasn't a talking car show. It was just basically... Uh, Autobahn was one of those really odd 80s oh, shows. Oh, well, was he the one who transformed into a car? Uh, basically, yeah. He, he, was, he was basically just a computer program, but who'd become real. And he had this little sidekick called Cursor, who used to draw the car, and then he'd get into the car and drive, and it could turn at 90 degrees. There was that and Manimal. Manimal was a thing that nobody actually remembers, where the guy could turn it or like an eagle and a panther and various other things. Okay. And they called I'll, it Manimal. I think I'll go first on round one, because I'm obviously winning with this one. Putting first foot, best foot forward. Simpsons. We all know the Simpsons, yeah? It's running 27 seasons now. You're not going for the Canyonero, are you? Let me finish. <laughs> it's like 27 seasons or something like that. Maybe even 30. But there's one episode where Homer has a long-lost brother. He, oh, I think he Homer's was voiced, car. I think, oh, Sorry. As I was saying, there's <laughs> <laughs> an episode where Homer has a long-lost brother. He has the hair that Homer lost. Yeah. He's voiced. He's much more charismatic. He's likeable. He's a success. He's an empire on a car industry. And to honour the fact that he's met his brother again, he says... Design a car. You got the absolute freedom to use all my designers. And he comes up with a car that he calls the Homer. And the Homer is terrible. It's kind of like, you know, those 19... Um, what, Tomorrow's La- Tomorrow's World, was it? Was it a TV show? Yeah, Tomorrow's World. Tomorrow's World made a lot of lies. And this sort of car was the sort of lies that it made up. And it's just this mess of a thing. It's a normal car with bubbles everywhere. It's got like a, a, a rack at the back of it. It's just all sorts of mad... Mad shapes, but the thing is, it's not actually that bad, you know. I mean, there's a car that you can get now. I don't know what this company is, but it's like a normal like people carrier, but it's got like a little bump under the window for some reason, and it just looks weird. Symbol Tipler. You should probably get that checked out at a hospital. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Symbol Tipler. My dad had one. Yeah, it's an odd-looking car. It's a really, really looks odd like the Yeah, but uh, yeah. What about that choice? Scrutinise it. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'd like to know more about the more about what the car had. Well, it's not that it's optional extras. It had loads yeah, of I optional never extras. Saw this. It was all optional <laughs> extras. You never saw this. It was like classic era Simpsons. This everybody saw this. Actually, I haven't seen that much of the Simpsons. <laughs> I've seen this. Yeah, it was like the nineties when the Simpsons was actually relevant, and it's lost relevance so hard, so fast right now. Okay, just to give you an idea, of some of the features then of the Homer or the Homer mobile. It has two bubble domes one in the front while the one in the back is for quarrelling kids and comes with optional restraints and muzzles see that's a great idea (laughs) right (laughs) according to Homer the engine sound causes people to think the world's coming to an end (laughs) there are three horns as Homer claims that you can never find a horn when you're mad the three horns play the song La Cucaracha (laughs) 
The car also features gigantic cup holders, which actually became a feature on many cars in the 1990s onwards, or from the 1990s onwards. The car has various outdated features such as bubble domes, shag carpeting, and tail fins it also has a metal baller as a hood ornament and it fulfills all of borhan's requirements who the hell is borhan i would assume he's the guy basically says what a car needs to be roadworthy yeah probably i mean if if, if um top gear can make absolutely disgusting abominations of vehicles uh, i think homer outdone them uh, i know that the hot wheels released like a diecast version of the homer did they really yeah and it was in simpsons hit and run as well <laughs> well it has to be and simpsons road rage oh that is really nice the little version they've done it a bit sort of nice chrome they've yeah. kind of chiseled <laughs> out the, the mess of brown that that thing was before it's very iconic yes i can't believe you two hadn't really and the exposure to the home watch the Simpsons it was yeah, I mean in the 90s it what? was it was it, does, it looks unique oh it's very unique <laughs> I would not um, be seeing it like in the passenger to be honest yeah barely. you know when you get like a, a bird like flying into your window in a normal car it'd just die probably but if a bird flaps into your window there the car probably just explode and say <laughs> <laughs> a ball of flames <laughs> And that alone, that alone surely worth something. Yes, that, that is the feature I look for the most when I'm looking at cars. Yeah, okay. it's, it's the gamble of, is this the day that I'm going to die in a ball of flames? Yes. <laughs> it's the day the commute that bit more exciting. Yeah. Okay, who's next then? Should I go next? Go on then. My first uh, off my list will be the less obscure one, but it's so different that it has to be mentioned. And that's from... Everybody's favourite Star Wars movie, and that's the pod racer. That's kind of a. There was loads of pod racers. There was a race of pod racers, and each one was different. So yeah, I, I think racer. Rob's got a point. You, <laughs> yes. you maybe be specific. Anakin's pod racer. Okay, that right. Won the race. <laughs> Not Sebulbas. No. no, I mean there was and a game. That was, there was a game on that in '64, which I maintain is the best uh, uh, Star Wars game. But probably going back in hindsight, ah, probably awful. No, Did X-wing you... and uh, uh, X-wing and Tie Fighter were really good. Did you mean on Nintendo '64? Yeah, yeah, in 1964. Oh, no, I was going to say it's <laughs> all about something. I completely forgot the name of the game. Not in 1964. <laughs> what do you think, I'm Other Rob? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that. It's. I think that was the, um, the Star Wars was made in the wrong order, wasn't it? So they did four, five, and six first, and they did one, two, and three last. Apparently, that's mm. the reason that race with the pod race was the reason why it had to be in that order because there was no way to physically do that with the money they had mm. available in the original uh, era of the original trilogy. It's true. I mean, they could do like the land speeder, but oh, that's yeah, it. All they did was blare the underneath for the yeah thing out and they've actually got things like that in real life now though yeah I know float off the, doesn't mean we'll get but pod racers in another what is it though what, is, is it is it supposed to be a car is it a low hovering jet is like, it does it if you go over like a cliff does it hover over that cliff or does it go straight down is it a giant magnet what the land speeder <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> I don't know you know so many questions yeah, the pod race is just like a little little seat with an engine in front of it that's incredibly dangerous it's basically yeah. a chariot race it's basically <laughs> Ben Hur yeah. basically the equivalent of just like sitting in a deck chair and tying a bit of string around a rocket as it takes off <laughs> yes <laughs> Don't give people ideas wow. to make their own pod race. We've got risky risky cars so far, haven't we? So basically, if you use either of the first two cars, you kind of die. Or vehicles, you kind of die. Yes. Because, you know, I mean, he's he had no business being in that 
Ah, that's Padres, Anakin Skywalker. He was a child. That thing would was just nasty. It doesn't it break down in the movie? Doesn't it break down in the movie as well? And he has to fix it. Yeah, it like starts to, doesn't yeah. it? And then, but I think you don't need a license for it. How do you it know? It goes really fast because <laughs> Anakin didn't have to have a license for it. How do you know? Well, he built it. He was did like he, he, seven, money. He might have had like a really arduous trip to the DVLR. <laughs> <laughs> All the space DVLR. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's American, so it'd be the DMV. Oh, the space the, DMV. The, the soul-sucking place called the DMV. Same thing. The bad and that's where he got the inspiration for Darth Vader from. Yeah, <laughs> because he met uh, Patty and Selma there. Yeah, they do work there. Yeah. It's all tied together. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like that choice, though. Yeah. Okay. Andrew, do you want to go or do you want me to? Uh, yeah, I can go. So I think, first up, what I am going to say is actually the Warthog from the Halo series. Okay. Ooh. So the Warthog, for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically like a dune buggy with a minigun on top. Yes. And it's just, I picked it. It's probably not like the best looking vehicle, but I think over the years it's probably been responsible for the most fun I've ever had. Can't argue well, with that. For two yeah. player fun. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's all about capture the flag. But just you and two strangers all hop into one, like drive off a cliff, somersault through midair, land in the opposition's base, just stop indiscriminately firing while another person runs in, grabs the flag, runs back, and then you get blown up by a rocket launcher. How did you not all die if you <laughs> just dive off a cliff? Mm. Is it like a cat that's always landing its wheels? <laughs> I, I think basically it works by the stronger you deny the forces of physics, <laughs> the faster you go. I can argue with that, though. I thought the ghost was the best uh, vehicle in Halo. See, but the ghost is too good. It handles too well. <laughs> when you press the wrong button and then you find out you're going off the end of the map. Well, that's the fun, isn't it? The fun is in the riskiness of just what's going to happen here. <laughs> Plus, it's always fun when you get the other warthog with the rocket launcher on top. Yes. And some smartass comes up to you in a tank being all, oh, oh, you're in trouble now. And then you flip him off a bridge with a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like this is responsible for a lot of fun. <laughs> well, the warthog was basically the best bits of a dune buggy and an armoured vehicle all tied in together when you get right down to it. Yeah, and of course, it's pretty much Halo law that the person who is worst at driving is the one who must drive it. Yes, <laughs> I agree with this. What? <laughs> no, it's the truth. So it, how does it, anybody... It, imp- it's surely, tradition. If the, no, but if the worst person's the one who drives it, surely the worst person should get really good at driving it, and therefore the cycle continues yeah, forever. and then and they ever. are banned from driving it because they've become too good at driving it. Yes. You just get in and all of a sudden it's going backwards. Yeah. Or you're, hit, or you're hitting the uh, boulder or whatever, or the cliff edge over and over again. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, oh. when you get right down to it, it's an endless cycle of learning. It's like, it's like me calling myself a practicing Muslim because I need a lot more practice. Um, it's literally that. You just keep taking <sighs> steps back and steps back and steps back. Bad joke. Yes, I know. I'm glad that doesn't uh, uh, relate to any other professions or religions, though. For example, a dental is called a dentist is called a dental practice. I, I know. Anybody I'm want, really happy. Well, once upon a time, you just have a hammer, uh, <laughs> use a piece knife. Of, no, piece of string tied to the door handle and then just slam the door. But I'm pretty sure the bad tooth is in this region somewhere, so we'll just smash them all out. Yes. Early doctors. Brilliant. <laughs> How do we get there? Early dentists. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but, hold on. The surgery isn't clean yet. Let's throw down some sawdust. Yes, because <laughs> sawdust stops germs. You get the sawdust, I'll get the hacksaw. Let's do some surgery. <laughs> Make him drink whiskey. <laughs> ah, put hairs on your chest. <laughs> I'm here for my teeth. Put hairs on your teeth. <laughs> yes. ah. 
Uh, but good choice, that. Yeah, the what? The warthog. <laughs> yes. Good old warthog. Okay. Uh, so, Rob, closing out round one. Closing out round one, and I've got to go with the Thunder Tank from Thundercats. Oh. Yes. Um, not the old original Thunder Tank, because that was basically a tank that was made to look like a car. It was just there. And they, it's like the Fantastic Car. It just did nothing really particularly well. It had a couple of little bits, little extras to it, but you didn't really get to know them that well. The 2011 remake of Thundercats, though, the Thunder Tank in there was more of a mass-produced siege uh, siege vehicle, and it had a lot more optional extras. At the side, it had two detachable vehicles, which are like little outriggers, which could... Uh, Spin off and basically become their own little bikes, you know, like on Sounds uh, like the Tumblr, yeah, like the Tumblr, well, or, and like the Fantastica, like the Tumblr, like the Fantastica, and also like Jackie Chan's Mitsubishi from Armor of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the most 1980s thing in existence. I know, but it was great, wasn't it? It was like the, the pick the clump of you know Madonna, yeah, and then chiseled it, and it came out into that. <laughs> so, anyway, there's uh, there's that, it also has. Uh, several weapons. It's got uh, a cannon which is really quite powerful. Um, the claws are mounted uh, on the wheel sections, and they basically serve a purpose as well. They help it grip onto stuff while it's uh, while it's in four by four mode and stuff like that. And it's got missiles and all sorts, and it's just basically a full on battle vehicle. I like it because it's Thundercats. Yeah, but you picked the wrong Thundercats. You're not supposed to do the new one. Yeah, no. It's, it's the, the only original good... is always better because no. the original has weird flaily arms that do nothing. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. The It's the only good thing from the new version of Thundercats. I mean, there is nothing else good about the new version of Thundercats except for the Thunder Tank. It's like the only good ver- thing about the new version of uh, Mighty Mouse. Hang on, is that right? Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Was the fact that they cast uh, Richard Ayade as an ice villain? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's all I have. Yeah, but saying you're like, it. like saying, saying you're like the, the only good thing about the new Fantastic Four film. The bit before it we get finished. The it yeah, finished. There we is go. The good bit. It's fantastic. That's what it's, it's got to be uh, described as. It was a great film until they got the powers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a. It was a pretty okay chronicle too until they found their powers. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but that kind of um, pulls the rug underneath your choice there. The fact that you picked the bad Thundercat. No, I picked the only good thing from the bad Thundercats. Oh, no, but it's still got the baggage of carrying around all that bad stuff from the Thundercats, the new one. No, it's just a vehicle. It doesn't have anything to do with the voice acting or anything no, like no, that. No, no, but the, a, car, a car, a good car has a good boot and you keep all the stuff in the boot. And in the boot of this... this this one doesn't have a boot. Yes, it does. It's just so ashamed of all the rubbish they keep in it that they're not telling you. <laughs> yeah, one of the things it's like, got in the boot is from the 1980s, the raw the super, bear bills. They put the super glue in what the What the hell were they? The does anyone remember the uh, the robot bear things? You know, it's the raw bear, bear bills. It's a robot bear. That's amazing. <laughs> That's perfect. What no more do you need? No, the only thing in the trunk of the new Thunder Tank is snarf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'll explain it. Yes. I like them as a kid, but when you realise what you're liking, you're like, no, stupid younger <laughs> version of me. Yes. It's like whenever anyone tries to defend the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no, it wasn't a good show. It wasn't. And the original Thundercats wasn't a good show, but no. it's no. got that nostalgia thing. 2011 version was worse, but terrible. the Thunder Tank was better. It's a terrible, terrible show you for s- furries. You can say the, what you want about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it had an amazing theme tune. 
No, never. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> that's that's the call of saying, yeah, the the American Dragon Ball Z theme tune was really good, wasn't it? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes <laughs> in a half Are shell. Are the end of the new film? They have a full sh- they have a full <laughs> shell. What's a half shell? A yeah. half shell was like they'd have like stupid turtle stomach just hanging all over the place. It looked like a, a green ancient man. Just with his chest off. He just pizza all the time. Yeah, he just have a horrible, like sort of spotty complexion See, and if you were gonna go with heroes in a half shell, they wouldn't <laughs> be turtles. It'd te- it'd be teenage mutant hero Kappa. Yeah. Kappa's be, like a Greek. It should be teenage yeah. mutant obese turtles, new mountain the pizza the Overweight elderly hero turtles. <laughs> and if they're, if they're eating something no, overweight you know. asthmatic. <laughs> Can please cannot they, never age either. they never age either, and they never, you know, do anything that normal teenagers do. Like, says, you know, what I like, like to be my age, God, <laughs> stuff like that. Well, that's because Zoran took all the teenagers to attitude. Uh, yeah, uh, overweight, asthmatic, amphibious dudes. Yeah. So basically, if you listen to the show, you can never watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> ever again, can you? You will. Yeah. You're welcome. There have been teenagers that were like so much on the drugs. The saw the yeah uh, rat and other turtles talking every day. The other thing that I that I questioned about the teenage mutant ninja turtles, right? Or the hero turtles, whatever you the want to call it. The truck is also terrible. No, no, no. Number one, right? They're teenagers, so why didn't they suffer from typical teenage problems like acne? Why are they trying to sleep over everything? Yeah. <laughs> Where were the mood swings? Where was the hair over one eye? You don't understand me. You're well, too old. They are kind you of bald. You don't like my kind of music. They are bald, so they won't get hair in funny places either. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did never see underneath those shells. Yeah, what they were keeping there. So anyhow, yeah, there we go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been ruined. You're welcome. Cats Rob. Hey? You're on about Thundercats Rob. Yeah, I'm done with Thundercats. The Thundercats were just furries. Yeah, they were just furries. And I wasn't interested in Thundercats per se. I just liked the tank. So we'll take a break and we'll be back with round two in which we'll proceed to ruin more stuff. Prepare to have your childhood ruined. This is Nico Robin from One Piece, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Have you developed a severe case of WrestleMania out of nowhere? Then come down to SmackDown City with Two Sweet Wrestling, The Geek Show's dedicated wrestling podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just being evil, ruining people's childhoods. Well, we were, and we're, we're back. <laughs> hello, hello. Yes. We're on round two now. Round two of um, favourite fictional vehicles. With yes. With tangents aplenty. And you're up to bat. Um, my second one, uh, we've kind of forgotten about, or at least overlooked in the most recent iteration of the series, but it's Mad Max's Interceptor. Yes. Yeah, it did not last very long. In the new one, he's basically beaten the hell up and taken off. And, well, yeah, he's in a bad situation. And his car's just ruined. It's just left there. You know, but Mad Max, it's one of those things where you talk about a character. You talk about Mad Max, he's a very iconic character. Let's forget, you know, Beyond Thunderdome exists because what even was that? I don't know. It's just... I didn't mind Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, no, but number two, Road Warriors, like a classic action No, Road movie. Warriors, amazing. And then you get to Number that. three, you get to Tina Turner. Why is she, why is an American songstress from the 1970s and 80s in Australia? How did that happen? She was summoned well, by the power of Max's mullet. He's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Do you, do you know there's a little thing uh, that links the first movie and uh, Beyond the Thunderdome together? No, I didn't. Okay. In the first movie, right, you know, Max's wife has a relative who's uh, 
giant disabled guy. Yeah. Well, guess who Blaster is? Master Blaster is who he goes up against in the Thunderdome when he takes off Blaster's hood. No, right, really. It's his. It's his wife's. Co- it's his wife's cousin. Did I actually point that out? The, it's their plane is there. Because yeah, he looks at Max, and Max doesn't kill him. It's been years and years since I've seen it, so... But yeah, the car is one of those things where you think about, like, a, a, when you talk about iconic cars, you talk about uh, cars which you can't separate from an actual thing. And up at the top of that list, for me at least, it's always going to be the Interceptor, because that, it, it's just such a sleek, cool-looking car, like sort of the American Roadsters, but... It's well. It was basically an American roadster. I know, but it didn't have the baggage. You, you know, when you talk about American roadsters, you talk about sort of Route sixty six. You talk about the hood down and inhaling more drugs than you should, and doing all sorts of insidious stuff. Yeah, and as opposed to in Mad Max, where a drive around with the roof down, take lots of drugs, and do insidious things. Where you yes. murder people, but at least he's honest <laughs> and cover the car in spikes. Yeah, he kind of ruined it when that was it. You know, yeah. When it was just the car, it was cool. I mean, the the thing is, the Interceptor was modelled on uh, a uh, 1973 XB GT351 Ford Falcon Coupe. Thanks for clearing that up. I feel so much better about myself now. No, no, the only reason I'm pointing that out is because a lot of people say it's based, a, based on a Mustang or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really care. It was just a cool car. Yeah. That's it. That's what it needs to be. You know, it's very cool, iconic design, sleek. Sleek black thing, very minimal. He's just him with his cut-offs and his leather shirt and his massive mullet. And we forget that... And his single shoulder pad. Don't forget, he only ever had one shoulder pad. Was he so confident in his abilities that he thought, ah, the right arm's fine. Yeah. I don't need need a second shoulder pad. I'm pretty sure that maybe, after spending all day in the desert wearing nothing but leather, his judgment was slightly compromised. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of camp. Did he he drift into 2000 AD and suddenly think he he was the law? (laughs) It's kind of camp now you think about it, isn't it? You know, everybody wears leather, you know, lots of cod pieces and, and weird bits of clothing. Mad Max is kind of camp. Yeah, well, yes. guy's literally in bondage gear. Well, well yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, at least with the new one, it had sort of the mutation aspect of it, which makes sense. But the old ones were just outright camp and special shop in town that you have to get paper bags that exit. It does explain a lot about the toe cutter. <laughs> yes, it does. Because <laughs> he was fabulous. Yes. And it does explain Tina Turner's role in the whole universe. Yeah. She is very fabulous as well. Especially in that film. The stuff she wears is spectacular. It's what she normally wears on stage, isn't she? Yeah, I know, but it? it finally makes context of the world that she's in, in Mad Max. Okay. Okay, but that's my uh, second choice. The intercept- Mad Max's Interceptor. Okay. So, Andy... Moving on. Yes, mine's not as violent. He only kills a few people with it. Although... Not that many. <laughs> My next one is Brum. <laughs> Brum. <laughs> that is a tone changer. <laughs> yes, that... Like, <laughs> this, Brum for your this, was, now. this was a car... <laughs> right? That disguised itself as a TV... It was a children's TV show, educational TV show, but... The sole aim was to steal mementos and drive back and provide the men- memento or whatever he stole to the driver at the end of the day. And he'd do that for the full series and nobody cottoned on. So he was a car thief. He literally was a car who's a thief. A car thief, <laughs> yes. And he didn't have a driver, so it's even more... So it was, it was basically like, uh, you know, uh, but he was a above the law Herbie. Some before he went all animated. Uh, <laughs> It was this car of a man who talked as well. 
And then uh, there was one where he goes to the supermarket, you know, makes a mess. He's like the Chuckle Brothers, but car form. Yeah, the thing, the weird thing is, everybody knew who he was, but nobody ever questions his ass, just promise, just nicking some stuff again. <laughs> or burying somebody in the sand. That was what? a good one. I remember that He buried that somebody one. alive? Really? It was on a beach, public beach, wasn't it? Yeah, but he's burying people. Like in the middle of hey, the hey, and he never said he was alive. Ah, oh, true. Was he alive? He's I keep... think so. He was very, very <laughs> Could have just happy. been disposing of one of the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Brumworks for the, the Birmingham Mafia. <laughs> Although this this show now is uh, quite disturbing people's childhoods. Um, but yeah, Brum was like this uh, thief, possible, possible murderer. <laughs> possible. <laughs> but no, it, it was nobody, nobody used to cotton on. No, they like, didn't. It's, just like, it's like a little sort of car that you get your kids, but with a big face on it, and it tooted at everybody. Not the pump version. <laughs> the, the, the horn. He horned at everybody. No, no. <laughs> that's not better. Oh, that's so different. Um, <laughs> he, he made noises by a, a certain contraption on his car. Really? Sith. Did he have to, did he have to squeeze the bulbous area to make that noise? No, no, because he doesn't have hands. <laughs> Save. <laughs> That's an obscure choice, though. Brum. Brum? Yeah. Totally forgot that existed. We were just staring. I don't know about that. I loved it when I was a kid. I think everybody does. See, so did I. But I've just brought up a picture of him now. Brum's eyes are terrifying. Like, <laughs> they stare into your they, soul. They I found this week's they know episode. things about me. Because I don't want them to know. Just make a little red dot in the middle of his eye. <laughs> it's, like, it's like if they're in the middle of the night and you're just in a park or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, these lights, and he's just staring at you behind the trees. You're just walking your home way through, um, what's a park in Birmingham? I don't know. And you just hear a beep, beep. And you see the two lights behind you, following you. He's terrifying. He's a monster. He should be locked away. He's a beast. But he is locked away, and then he keeps escaping. (laughs) Is he the Joker? (laughs) It's even a character here, right? It's Vicky Spoon, she was called, right? A regular cast member of the second series. Vicky is Rum's special friend. (laughs) (laughs) Damn me. (laughs) Ah, Brum. Did he toot at her a lot? (laughs) He had had a dark, dark, dark life, did our Brum. He's a car, he needs to be serviced regularly. <laughs> Damn. Okay, ruining more people's childhoods, I think we'll move on to uh, Andrew. Okay, I've got something nice and safe and wholesome. Airships from Final Fantasy. Okay. Obviously, Final Fantasy is a series with lots and lots of airships, so I'm actually going to narrow it down to kind of the Final Fantasy 2, 3, 4 type airships. You know, the ones that basically just like... A galleon covered in propellers. Okay, all right, okay. Because I know lots of people, like you mentioned the Ragnarok. I love like the that. Ragnarok from Final Fantasy VIII. Ragnarok was amazing. Like, it looks cool, but to me that, that just looks like a spaceship. That's why I like it. Yeah, but for me the whole point of having an airship is it's basically like just, you know, sailing through the sky. Yeah, they've kind of been replaced by like uh, spaceships. Yeah. There's something... Yeah cool about an uh, air galleon. thing is, the air galleon that you're talking about, see, you mentioned two, Final Fantasy 2, 3, and 4. I would have gone with the one from 9, right at the beginning of 9, the one that Zidane's on, at the beginning ah. of Final Fantasy 9. You know which one I'm on about, because well, that is... And he crushes it. Yeah, that is an air galleon as... Ah, yeah. As yeah. you describe it. But okay, the problem is that you don't, like Andy said, you don't really get to fly that one. Yeah, true. And, like, for me, the real fun is just, like, being able to sail over everything, like, all the mountains that you saw before, and, like, ah, uh, I can't get past those, mm. float over them. Yeah, okay. 
And there's nice things in those games as well because it just opens the whole world up and makes them much more accessible. Yeah, and you don't yeah, have... yeah, it just gives you that massive sense of exploration. So, and you don't have like to breed a bloody yeah. black chocobo to fly yeah. over mountains. <laughs> it's not like, uh, you know, fast travel, which is taking the fun out of a lot of the stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I like uh, the kind of airships. There's a good one in Nino Kuni as well, but that's more, the dragon plays a more of a role in that. But yeah. I like that. Actually, yeah, since it's been branching out into movies as well, quite like the one in Stardust as well. One's yeah, just, that like one's a, quite a ship nice. attached to a blimp. Yeah, that one's quite nice, uh, I've got to admit. Something's very steampunk about the whole idea of an airship, though, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, it's, like, it's the classy kind of steampunk that I can get behind. Not just putting, like, cogs, top hats, and yeah. goggles on everything. Yes. <laughs> I, I would like, though, an airship that is just a floating galleon with a tiny little top hat on top of it. <laughs> I realise the irony of our way of saying we've got a top hat and our logo, so <laughs> take all that back. <laughs> we have said nothing of the start. Don't forget the pimped out airship that's on Final Fantasy X-2. Yes, that legendary game that everybody has played. <laughs> Isn't that where basically the, the summer photo shoot edition of Final Fantasy X? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the absolute opposite of a classy you, you flying galleon. Now could you get it free with the Final Fantasy X? Oh, that makes it all, me- all better now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice choice, that. I like mm, that. Cool. The airship sucked in Final Fantasy X, though. Yes. Because it was just fast travel. Yeah, yeah like, it if was. If you're going to give me an airship, let me fly the airship. You did fight on the airship, though. Yeah, but I wanted to fly it. Yeah. Is there an I air- agree. Is there an airship on the new one, or is it just your car, which becomes like a, a ship? <laughs> you can transform No, no, car. your car becomes a ship, and you get to fly it. Oh, around. no, but the air- it's not a Final Fantasy, but an airship, though, is it? Just eh, not the same. I don't know. You might no, get... They've got to have some sort of airship. Um, you have to, yeah. <laughs> like even if it's like in the closing seconds, just Sid crashes one into the ground. And goes, here's your damn airship. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, given the way they've made Sid look in the game, you know, they might have already used the airships on her. Yeah, she's boob to the. Well, that's boob. why she can crash the airship because she's got plenty of protection. <laughs> and the VR version had like a trailer of the person just staring, and oh, really. Yeah. Japan. Well, Sid's a woman in this one. Yes, they understand their audience. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they do understand the audience. Yes. Anyhow, Rob. I'm going to go from land and sea to underwater, right? And you'll be familiar with this. And I know you guys have seen this at least. I'll probably have have seen pictures of it. Nautilus, Sword of the Sea. What's that? From the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. I thought you were going to go Captain Scarlet or something. No, no, no. Not Well, number one, <laughs> Captain Nemo in in League of, League, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm sorry, but if I grow my beard out, uh, lose a bit of weight, and put on a turban, I could be Captain Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> and also build a state-of-the-art ship and become a pirate. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry. Have you seen the Nautilus in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I'm. Oh, it's amazing. I Nemo turns up in that car. Right? That white car. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like the most stylish, the most the most lavish car I've seen. It's steampunk and also, uh, uh, and just over the top fashion type, haute couture type stuff. And then I saw Nautilus Sword of the Sea rising out uh, from you know, the middle of Venice and I'm like, mine! <laughs> so I think that, that is the lesson of steampunk. So if you're going to go for it, commit. Yes, I absolutely agree. I've only seen the movie, which was horrible. But isn't it like the size of a country? <laughs> yeah, it's the size of a town. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's, oh, it's the, the size of San uh, San Marino or something. Like yeah. to be fair to the movie, as terrible, terrible, terrible as it was, 
they did look pretty spectacular. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the Nautilus, Sword of the Sea, it's just, uh, or Sword of the Ocean, whatever you want to call it, I I love that ship. Because originally I was going to go with Sequest, but then I thought, no, I have better. Or Jules Verne didn't imagine this version of the Nautilus. Totally different subject. What was the puppet film thing like Captain Scarlet? And oh, Stingray. Fun- Stingray. Was this in Marina? Was that in the... Marina, yeah. 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 Oh, they just randomly scream out a name halfway through the theme tune. Yeah. yeah. That just popped into my head for like literally no reason. What is that? <laughs> but yeah. Stingray would, uh, this version of the Nautilus would chew up Stingray. It sliced Sequest in half. But it wouldn't feel like You don't like know, it. Rob, because anything can happen in the next half hour. True. Yeah. But if it's submarine vehicles. Yeah, I yeah, know the Nautilus wins. Yeah, this version of the Nautilus wins. I mean, it could just go straight forward and cut the Sequest in half. It is, a, it is, it literally is a sword. <laughs> it's a sword that you pilot through the ocean. So if Pacific Rim ever happened... They know which ship to pick up. Yeah, you, know you just what? get this one, and as soon as the aliens emerge from the dimensional rift, slung, headless, headless aliens, loads of headless aliens just floating on the ocean, and the guys in the in the robots just in the Jagers just standing there going, "We're out of a job." You know what the best submarine was, don't you? What Doctor Evil's underwater submarine? Um, I don't know. no. <laughs> you say I know they're called Jagers, but I can't help think, but they're always Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> They have to synchronise the work so, yeah. together to fight in this mix. They, ha- they have to strut to, to battle. Yeah, this has changed. I'm ruined that. Go, let us merge our minds so that we have those moves like Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, when, they, when they go on, the, when they go in and they're basically going through the ignition sequence, it just goes, start me up. <laughs> yeah, I've ruined that movie for people. Ruining a lot of stuff between. I think you find you've improved that movie. <laughs> Yeah, actually. I yeah. see a Jager and I want to paint it black. <laughs> There's a mountain of cocaine descends from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> and they're ready to go. On that, I think we may have to take a break. I'll be back in a minute for the final part of uh, Defend Your Choice with Favourite Vehicles. This is Max Howard. I have an English accent, but I really live in America, and that's where I come from. And I'm on The Geek Show. Hello, are you enjoying the show? Well, if so, a donation would be a huge help and much appreciated and help us provide more geeky goodness for your ear holes. You can donate by pressing the button on the right-hand side of our website. And welcome back. Now we're going to move into round three of fictional vehicles talking about with words. Yes. Yes. And an anime one. We haven't had one of those yet, I don't think. Okay. It's got to be the Thousand Sunny from One Piece. Okay. It's One Piece is a pirate thing, so it's a pirate ship. And the previous ship, the Going Merry, was devastated. So that, and it was like a really dramatic uh, story. So they cannibalized that, made it a little ship. It goes inside the big ship. Which also has a submarine and an orange garden, and so it's basically like a rushing nesting doll, but a ship. Yeah, yeah. and it has like a little bit where you can keep the, all the stuff. Like what was fish. that Thunderbird that carried the other Thunderbirds? Thunderbird two. Rob. Was it Thunderbird two? Okay, <laughs> how, it's how could you even ask? I forgot. Uh, I forgot which number it was. It's the pirate ship version of Thunderbird two. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. but it carries all the other Thunderbirds instead of just one. Yeah, and it, it, it's got like uh, its face is. It's like a lion, isn't it? It's like a big smiley lion, but also it looks yeah. like the sun. It is basically a lion. Yeah. And it's just, it's an adorable ship. In fact, uh, One Piece is so popular in Japan where it outsold the Bible. Yeah. In the manga, that is, not the uh, anime. That, um, the- it's actually a physical one. In, oh, like- oh, you mean the manga outsold the Bible? Yeah. yeah. I think it outsold like the manga Bible. <laughs> I believe that is a thing, though. 
<laughs> yeah, of course, it's a thing. I know there's manga Romeo and Juliet. I saw that about. So the Bible makes sense as well. Well, but yeah, yeah I mean, there is a manga Bible. Just don't make the mistake of uh, thinking that Saint Young Men is the manga Bible. Nah. Yes, but, yes, it is. Uh, it should be. One Piece is so popular, though, in Japan that there's a One Piece theme park. There's an actual physical um, going uh, Thousand Sunny. Well, there's more than just the One Piece theme park. There's the uh, Universal Studios are doing uh, a jump summer thing. Yeah. And One Piece is a big attraction there. It is. It's the most popular uh, manga in the world right now, I'd say. At least up there. It is the most popular. I think Naruto's second still, and I think Attack on Titan comes shortly after that. But yeah, uh, the Thousand Sunny. You know, with a little uh, notch to the go and merry, because they are... You can't really separate one from the other. Well, well yeah, com- I see what com- you mean. Compared to one that actually physically, its remnants reside within the other. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. But I, mean, I love the way that they ended the whole thing with the uh, with the uh, with Mary. Hmm. The well, there's a thing which is if, you, uh, if something is looked after so well, it actually manifests a spirit. Yeah, and when they're uh, trapped by the navy and uh, they're basically they basically got the backs of the wall, they're surrounded by navy and all these massive navy ships, and the suddenly they uh, was it Usopp and Luffy hear a voice and they're going dive into the water because their ship has they've had to leave it behind because it's so broken it's not even seaworthy anymore and there's no way to repair it and somehow or other their ship has crossed the entire sea and come to rescue them it's also bobbins thinking about it but but how many propellers does it have none no but it's got rubbish it's got a cannon a a, a gowl cannon which you fuel with cola yeah the thousand sorry has uh yeah a a cola cannon so uh. I call the cannon. Beat that. And it has the coup de burst. Yeah, that's what it's called, the coup de burst. It's a coup no, no, cannon. No, coup, coup de van is the other one from the back. Yeah, it's just basically a jet cannon for a, a, a boat. No, I mean, the coup de van is the one from the back, the jet oh, that right, fires yeah. them forward. Yeah, yeah, but they've got like a big cannon and like a thing that makes them travel like miles and fly through the air and it's got wings. Yeah, it's kind of, it's not really a boat, is it? <laughs> oh no, no, the gal cannon, the coup de burst is the one from the back, sorry. It doesn't matter what it's yeah, called, it's got it like a, a thing that comes out the back, it makes it fly and the other one's a gun that just destroys everything. Sounds more like an airship. It does, but it doesn't fly consistently. But yeah, that's a thousand sunny for me. <laughs> um, so Andy, yes. top brum. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a. It's everybody knows what this is, right? Do, How, we? do you like this? Is more animated to Broom. This is educational, meaning but educational in a different way. Started off as a book and a TV series. Yes, I am talking about the Magic School Bus. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that is. The, the Magic, Magic School Bus. bus. <laughs> well, it's a school bus which is magic. I got that. <laughs> it go, it, it's like it's like the kids' version of the TARDIS that takes you to school but takes you all over the universe at the same time. Is this like Mr. Ben's thing? <clears throat> no, the Magic School yeah, Bus. I have no idea what. It's that like child-friendly kid abduction. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, <right. That's laughs> fine then. It's, it's quite, oh God, this is quite creepy today, isn't it? Uh, times have changed. Times have uh, changed. Now, basically, these were ep- what I can remember in the books and the episodes. It was this, it was a school bus, which was magic. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, we got that uh, magic. It was like, they went on school trips, but they went like in space, mm-hmm. in new territories, in, in like new planets, inside a human body. You know, it was like an educational... This is bonkers. But... It was fun. It's, it's Bobbins, isn't it? it is this an fun. ITV thing? No, it's an American <laughs> thing. Oh, that'd be why I don't know it's it It's a kid's thing. It started off as a book. It was the Magic School Bus and the Magic School Bus. You say it like it's so normal and, you know, acceptable that the school bus be magic. Isn't uh, don't, don't you think uh, a kid should think that the school is magic that they're going to? No, they should think that what I tell them a thing can do with the talk. <laughs> 
I don't know. She's also probably more worried with like the ramifications of driving a bus through like prehistoric mm-hmm. America. <laughs> Imagine trying to get that job. That would be quite uh is a driver, Doctor Who. Requirements, full driving licence, full understanding of the causality of time. Basically, yeah. Does he still get points on his licence? <laughs> <laughs> how does this work? There's so many questions. This is odd. That's magic school, oh, yeah. that's how it is. It's so popular. It's the, as a vehicle. Hmm. It's even got its new Netflix series. Really? Yes. For who? Well, for kids. Is it really, though? Is it one of these things like... Well, it's, uh, not, uh, it's not a live action version. No, no, they bring it back and it's like the kids don't really care. So it's, well, I don't it's a, watch it's a it. magic school bus. And you've said that. When you used to go on a school trip, <laughs> right? Wouldn't you want to think, oh, it's a magic bus? Let's go on this school trip. We're going somewhere special, even if it's Flamingo Land or everywhere was special. Yeah. I was a kid. I like, never seen that before. What's one of them? <laughs> I didn't need to be inside some sort of giant. No, but, Rob, what you aren't getting, Rob, is that it's a school bus. What <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you see, Rob? It's magic. This is convincing. This will convince you. <laughs> well, this is technically an airship. <laughs> so why is it called well, a school bus well, then? It's an airship. Well, hang on. You can have That's an airbus. <laughs> Airbus. Oh no, the magical Airbus doesn't. <laughs> I like that Magic. he suddenly got serious. <laughs> magical. No, no, Air. not the magical Airbus. Magical school Airbus. Eh? <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, the new one is there a high tech bus? Because the old one was so low tech. It can go inside somebody's body. That's pretty high tech. Well, it doesn't need tech. It's magic. Exactly. <laughs> I should say that. This is nonsense. All right. Enough of this. We'll move on. Andrew. <laughs> That's nonsense, but the cola cannon isn't. The cola cannon is fine. It makes sense. <laughs> you could take the magic school bus to see how the cola cannon was made. This is true. <sighs> <laughs> He's got you there. Move on. <laughs> it's making me question everything. <laughs> okay, so I've got, I've got one. It's, it's another like aerial thing because there's, there's nothing really to kind of combine all the things we've just talked about except for can sometimes fly. Yeah. But this is a full-on plane. That's probably one of the first vehicles that I ever saw that I thought, that's really cool, I want one. And it is the Blackbird from X-Men. Okay. Yeah. It's Ooh. supersonic, that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's the massive supersonic jet plane. It's actually based on a real SR-71. Yeah. Which is a spy plane. But there's probably isn't because it is sometimes bright blue. The one well, thing that I don't think there's a, there's is a proper SR seventy one anyway. No, no, there's it's like well that's what I say based on, but it's yeah. it's fancied up. It's got cool kind of sticky outy wing bits. Yeah, I mean that's it's the just they that, have um, the ramp at the back and they can go in, you have two people at the front. That's the thing that I always for uh, I was always uh, questioning about that uh, ship in X Men. How did they afford that? Because... Isn't well, it just a school for like gifted um, children? Sure, first X just goes around like Jedi mind tricking people. No, you will give me this experimental military aircraft. I, I reckon he had a bit of a rebellious phase just before he met Magneto. Because after he discovered he was the world's most powerful telepath, he had a bit of a rebellious phase where he ended up like Jim Carrey in that Batman movie, where he's got like the you know the thing he sticks on his head and he can read people's minds and then he just goes off on one where he's just you know credit card numbers sexual fantasies 
If knowledge is power, then a god am I. Was that too much? He's just gone off on one like that. Well, makes sense. But it is a very cool ship. I mean, the fact that it, it, it's supersonic and it can't be caught on the radar. Pretty cool. Which is ironic since it's been shut down a lot of times. <laughs> but they never use radar. They have like fly it directly at missiles. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, there's a missile coming. Quick. I can, I can argue so Charles, against that. So, should we land today? Where all the missiles are coming from. I can argue against that, though. All this time, the magic skill was never got shut down by anything. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Please. Just because you never saw the episode where they went to Russia at the height of the Cold War. Well, you never read the magic skill bus with the, magic school bus with the X-Men edition. No, no, no. Do you know what I want to know, right, about, about the Blackbird, right, and about the X-Men in general? How the hell is it possible for the Blackbird... To go to the Savage Land, which is a land without any technology where prehistoric animals and uh, dinosaurs still exist and still get hit by missiles. <laughs> it still gets hit by missiles when it goes to the Savage Land. Well, it, it says a lot about the build quality, though, doesn't it? That the, They would just build it back and it's as good as new. So, yeah. Which, again, brings us right back around to, but where do they get the parts? Well, I know one thing. I know, I, I know how to disable... The Blackbird, because I watched the movie Daryl. I know the truth. It can be disabled by a ten-year-old boy with a piece of chewing gum. <laughs> yes, it can. Because that's how he—that's how he disables the Blackbird in in that movie. He just takes his chewing gum out and sticks it over the camera. It's like ten-year-old boy just disabled a Blackbird. Uh, you know, billion-dollar aeroplane with a piece of chewing gum. He's like that, reverse that's MacGyver. Even just- that's more complicated than the X-Men's Blackbird, though. <laughs> There's just way for that to be shut down by himself. <laughs> True. I've got, I've got a joke in... Ultimate attack, bubblegum missile. <laughs> Take it out in one go. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Rob, then. Um, the final entry of round three. Yes. I'm going to go for an aircraft as well this time, because uh, I've had land, I've got sea, and now I'm going to go for air. And I'm going to go for the VF-1, the VF-1 Valkyrie from Macross, the variable fighter. It's transforming fighter. Okay. It's basically a jet fighter that can tran- that has uh, three modes. It can go full-on mech mode, um, it can go fighter mode, and it can go landwalk mode, where it just basically drops the legs down. and basically- That just sounds like a mech. It isn't a mech, it's a, it's actually a fighter plane. See, the thing is, a mech can't travel at... See, this is the thing that annoyed me about Gundam, to a degree, where they had the Gundams flying really fast. Well, it's got no aerodynamics, it's flying in the atmosphere, but it's got no actual aerodynamic shape. But it's a giant robot. Whereas it the, can do whatever it wants. Whereas the VF-1, in order to fly at speed, had to transform into a fighter mode, basically looked like a fighter jet, and actually could then fly at max speeds. Yeah, right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And it was purely designed as a vehicle rather than, rather than as a giant robot type thing. Basically what Rob is saying is he wanted a mech, but we said no mechs. So he found a mech that wasn't a mech. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Loophole. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, the VF-1 transforming fighter, it's one of the most iconic things about Macross. And it's the thing that basically made all of the people who said, oh yeah, Gundam's greatest, suddenly stop and go, Ooh, why didn't we think of that? Don't think I can really say that. Well, it's, it's kind of it's it's evolved. I mean, you got it's a bit the dry. One, well, it, it's a bit dry. The thing is, you got you got evolutions on that. The VF one was the original variable fighter. Now you have got like the uh, the YF twenty one and the YF zero uh, one, with which were both from Macross Plus. And then you have got like the space versions, which I don't understand. Why do you need a fighter plane in space? Why not just go full on with the Max? You don't have to deal with atmosphere 
the atmosphere anymore, so you can just basically go, yeah, we'll just be permanent robots now. But for some reason, they still have them as transforming fighters. I didn't understand that bit, but... It's not real. <laughs> it don't matter what you Doctor think. Doctor Who's not real. Magic School Bus ain't real. Thank God. <laughs> you shut your mouth, bro. The Magic School Bus is real. Neither is the Blackbird. No, the Blackbird is real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ironically, really... though, the Magic School Bus is based on a real school bus. <laughs> yeah, the school bus. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually disturbed about the school bus that it's based on. What is this? You know, just how much hallucinogen were they pumping into the atmosphere in that skill bus? Well, listen, kids, let's all go on an adventure. Is it painted down with LSD? LSD paint. Although I do think our next Geek Show adventure show should be The Geek Show has the... Oh, no. Are we kidnapping the magic school bus? We have to give it a different name, like the magic school wagon or something. <laughs> What school does have wagons? Is it the 1900s or something? <laughs> Do not get, Just yeah, a, a horse-drawn wagon. Horse magic, the, the, magic, the magic horse-drawn cars. Yeah. <laughs> it takes kids to school. No, the magic stagecoach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on not that. I'll use brand names. What? No, that I'll use that's, brand names. That's not, a, that's not a brand name. Well, it's a local bus company. Anyhow, we have to pick our favourite one. It's also just a word. We have to pick our favourite that we're going to send out in the world so that the listeners and the people out there in the social media land can decide which one is in fact the best uh, fictional vehicle so which one are we going with which is our favourite of the three well you go first I'll go first it's got to be the Thousand Sunny because it's so versatile and it has a Kohler cannon okay yes has to be the magic school bus that's magic that's enough said it's magic (laughs) you can do anything I am going to have to say the airship because the blackbird and the warthog you can't ride whilst also smoking a luxuriant pipe okay well I am going to have to go with something that I can definitely smoke a luxuriant pipe with it's got to be the nautilus sod of the ocean or sod of the sea odd mix that we've come up with there (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) so uh, we'll put that on the social media and leave it to you lot out there to decide which one is indeed the best so Yes, that is all we have time for in our new luck show. As I said, we're on um, no, we're on iTunes and wherever you are in the world, or where you can um, subscribe, listen, rate, give us a comment, and it'll well, it'll help us a great deal. And it's a great way to support the show. Otherwise, you can go to our website, thegeekshow.co.uk, and buy something from our lovely shop. You can find the link in the sidebar there. Yes, but until next time, thank you. I've been Rob. I've been Rob. I've been Andy. And I've been the sudden realisation that we didn't even mention the Batmobile. Yeah, uh, I know, and I'm happy about this. Too many different of, versions. Well, the thing is, a lot of the ones that we were talking about before the show, we didn't mention. Well, Canada's bike from uh, Akira, for example, we never mentioned oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I'm fine with that. Didn't even mention uh, perf- like Dr. Robotnik's cars and contraptions from the Sonic games. And nobody mentioned Thomas the Tank Engine. Which I'm fine with. Oh, oh, James oh, oh God! Hey? Nobody ever rode. Oh God! Oh, oh Budgie, the there's the, an odd the helicopter. I'm about to say an odd sentence. What? Nobody ever rode Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he has to be, uh, no, that's I've, the end of the show. I'm yes. sorry. I think you'll find the fat controller did. <laughs> and that bombshell. There's no such thing as the space magic bus thing. Uh, and we have been the Geek Show. So we shall see you next time, which will have more anarchy for your ear holes.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.